Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Police chief having his mandate extended by a single year. And that's not unprecedented, but only the second time in 40 years that uh, more than one term will be served by the chief. As you know, he uh, was first appointed in April of 2015. So this extends out to April 30th of 2021. What are the reasons behind the extension? Let's find out directly from one who sits on the Police Services Board. He is the Mayor of Toronto, John Tory. Mayor Tory, good to have you on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Hey, John. Uh, great to be there. Thank you. So what was the thinking behind extending the Chief? Well, I think it was uh, mainly uh, a matter of stability and continuity. Uh, I think that uh, right now we face in the short term a big challenge with respect to gun violence. And while it's not any one person or any one office holder who's going to resolve that, uh, you know, we see firsthand at the police board uh, all the experience being put to bear to try and deal with a very difficult problem. And we have to have cooperation of judges and crown attorneys and federal governments and provincial governments and mayors. Uh, but he's a part of that. And then the second thing on the longer term is the modernization of the police department with things like our neighborhood officer program, which is partially implemented and it's coming along nicely. Uh, technology for officers, the connected officer program, and even things like changing uh, responsibilities so that we can, uh, as we've done, offload noise calls, offload crossing guards to the city government. Uh, so that the police can focus more on policing. So uh, the stability and continuity represented by this chief uh, represented an opportunity to uh, carry on and complete some of that work, which is very important. All right. Now, the association isn't as chuffed as you and members of the board are. For some reason, they feel that this is uh, something, well, actually, they're anticipating working with the next chief who's going to come in after Saunders. So uh, they're basically in a holding pattern. Why would they have a different point of view in terms of uh, the extension of the chief and uh, why it would be a positive development? Well, I can only speculate on that and uh, point out, for example, that at the time this chief was appointed, uh, the association was four square behind him. Uh, he was a person they were really enthused about working with. But I think as uh, with any position, whether it's a mayor, maybe not a talk show host, John, but a mayor, a police chief, uh, any boss in any company, uh, you know, uh, as you have to actually carry out the realities of leadership, uh, there are some people who feel better about things you've done than others. People don't like change. So I can't really speculate beyond that, but just to say that... Uh, you know, the important thing is that we should all work together, including with the association. I consider that very important uh, to make sure the city stays safe, uh, to address some of the problems we have right now that people are very familiar with, and to continue the modernization process, which is so important to, uh, you know, effective policing going forward. All right, Mayor Tory, let me just rack up a clip then. Uh, Mike McCormick, the head of the association, was on with Alan Carter earlier today, and he explains what his association's issues are with the chief. Give a listen. What we saw here and what our issue is with, with the chief is that what we've seen is a hiring freeze, a promotional freeze. So, for instance, uh, where we were in 2010 to, to today in a city that has been growing exponentially, we have 25% less officers and civilians. That's almost 1,000 less police officers out on the street. 
So we have a diminished capacity for our officers and our civilians who support them to go out there and do this stuff like gather intelligence. So our officers right now are going from call to call to call, and they're burned out, and they're constantly being asked to do more with less, and quite frankly, they're fed up of it. Again, Mayor Tory, uh, in response to Mike McCormick, I mean, is this one on the chief? I mean, when he talks about 25% uh, less officers, diminished capacity, and so on and so forth, burnout and things like that, how do you respond? Well, let me begin by saying the men and women of our police service are doing a great job, and they're working hard. They are working hard. It's a big city, and policing is very complex. But I would also uh, you know, point out to you that the hiring freeze and promotional freeze that, uh, that uh, Mr. McCormick referred to have both been taken off. They were on for a couple of years. I will say that we lost during that time through retirement a few more officers than we had expected. But we're in the process, as we speak, John, of hiring, uh, you know, hundreds of additional police officers. We just had a class that graduated. Premier Ford and myself were there, 129 officers. There's another 100 and some odd coming uh, this fall. So we're hiring officers. And the other thing we're doing that I think is really relevant to this, and I mentioned it at the outset, is we are transferring responsibilities away from the police. So we're taking crossing guards and giving those to the city. We've taken uh, noise calls, uh, 8,000 of those a year, and given those to the city to deal with so that we're trying to make sure that police officers uh, can uh, focus on policing. And I don't think this is about numbers. I mean, Mr. McCormick does his job, as a union president would, and makes it about numbers and just says, well, because there are so many police officers and so many civilians today compared to some other time, that means, therefore, policing is worse. And I don't agree with that. I think it's not uh, that simple. Well, all right. Again, uh, let me just, in Mike McCormick's own words, again, with Alan Carter earlier today, uh, he does say that Chief Saunders executed the reorganization plan poorly. Listen. What we've seen is a poorly executed um, business plan or modernization plan. So our issue with the chief is that the, the staffing and the ability for us to investigate and keep public safety, officer safety, has been diminished by the lack of resources uh, that has occurred under this chief's tenure. And you look at it over a four-year period, but like I say, you've gone from, you know, 242 shooting victims in a year to over 586, and we're going to be 18% above that right now. And every day there's gunplay in the street. So, you know, if this is a report card, I, I want to see the A's, and I haven't seen too many. Again, Mayor Tory, I, I know you're in an awkward position having to defend. The chief's not here. We put in the call, but uh, he was otherwise predisposed. So uh, in defense, is it fair to say that this is something on the chief, uh, you know, uh, mishandling the modernization plan, or uh, how would you respond to uh, the head of the association, Mike McCormick? Well, again, uh, Mike McCormick and I speak often and we deal quite well with one another, but I would say it's a gross oversimplification to say that uh, because of staffing levels, whatever they might be, that that in and of itself explains what's going on with a serious gang and gun problem in the city. The fact is, the other night on the shooting that took place on Friday night, some of the extra resources that uh, the very same police chief deployed into the neighborhood around Marley Avenue there were within earshot of the gunshots that took place. But I think most of your listeners understand that no matter how many police officers you have, um, they're not going to be able to be necessarily in exactly the spot where someone chooses to pull a gun out of their pocket and use it. And so what I will tell you is that what I see as a member of the Police Services Board is an experienced chief uh, who served in just about every capacity you can possibly serve over a 36-year career and who 
is dealing with a very complex problem and that even Mr. McCormick knows, and you've heard the chief say himself many times, you can't arrest your way out of this problem. I would say that you could blame just as much on uh, poor, uh, ill-thought-of, uh, loose bail decisions or sentencing decisions uh, as you could on staffing levels on the police service, um, you know, which are not, it's not as if the staffing levels have been taken down. I mean, they've been taken down to levels that were very much uh, publicized in advance or at the time the modernization report came out, and we're building them back up uh, with this hiring that I talked about earlier on, but I just think that's a gross oversimplification, and to lay it all, to lay any part of this gun violence, quite frankly, any part meaning that it's a sole responsibility of any one person, uh, is, you know, I, I think most people, again, understand there is no magic answer and there is no one person, no matter who it is, who's going to solve this problem. If that was so, we'd have done it by now. But are you confident the federal money, as well as the three levels of government and the $4.5 million recently earmarked for the police resources, is that going to make a significant difference? It's all going to help. Uh, I would just say to you, though, there is no magic solution. I mean, we have been, we, we, I spend more time agonizing over this. I know the chief does. I know the Mr. Blair does. Uh, the Premier Ford does. And we've all talked about it with each other. We've talked about it separately. And we're doing the things that we believe are going to make a difference, some shorter term, some longer term. But it's a very complex problem that, that is, by the way, bedeviling other cities in North America. But we're just worried about Toronto. And it's a very bedeviling, very troubling a problem, and if there's anything that keeps me awake nights, and I'm sure Chief Saunders and Mr. Blair and everybody else, it's this problem. And if there was a simple solution, we'd have adopted it. But I think the chief and the continuity and stability that he represents and the resources you mentioned that are being put in, including investments in kids and families and neighborhoods beyond just policing, uh, are going to make a difference. But we just have to keep at it. All right. And so Chief Saunders is the right man for these complex times and situations. Well, I think what, what we've got here is a person who is, you know, well ensconced in dealing with the current problems and well ensconced in the modernization, and we felt that uh, a year uh, to allow him to continue with and complete that work and complete a brilliant policing career, and then uh, will give us the time to uh, work with him on making sure we have adequate succession in place, and uh, so I think the combination of all of that makes this the right thing to do uh, at the right time and in the right way. And as you approach 2021 and the end of his sixth year, uh does this get reviewed again for the potential to extend, or is that pretty much it? No, I think you, you'll see from the language in the release that uh, everybody, including him, expects that this will be the end of a very successful uh, career, and that I would expect, uh, you know, well before that, just because Prudence says that's what you do, uh, we certainly indicated to him that succession planning for him, given that his career is closer to the end than to the beginning, um, and we know when the end is going to be, uh, should be a high priority for him, as it is for any leader or CEO of any organization, and for us, the same thing. We'll have to have a pro that begins uh, well in advance of that date to make sure that Toronto can have as his successor the, va- the very best police chief we can possibly find. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.